You said you're going to start us off, so go for it. You just want me to start off so I say one thing and then you can talk the rest of the time, right? Yeah, of course. Okay. Good to know. Yes, I uh, had dental surgery, so I look like I have a mouthful of acorns stuffed in my mouth. I think the Squirrel Mafia is coming to get me. Well, it's like uh, the Robin Hood Men in Tights, where the... uh, (laughs) Yeah, the Don has like a bunch of like gauze in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it's like. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh man, that's a movie I need to rewatch. I, I would, I would advise you doing that. Did you know I was actually, uh, I was doing some research for something I'm working on. There was a Dragonlance. It's a cartoon movie. It exists. What? I have it. I haven't seen that. It is awful. <laughs> wait, wait, awful. Wait, on a scale, a scale of like the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon show to like the 2000 movie Dungeons and Dragons featuring Jeremy Irons, which is the pinnacle of fantasy cinema. Where does it rate? Uh, and I'll say like Aragon, that awful movie is like somewhere in the middle. I'll put it in terms of uh, that you can understand. And this is not my ranking. This would be your ranking. It's below Willow. Wow, that's even worse than the TV show. <laughs> exactly. And I don't know what your hate is for Willow, but uh, the best part about it that I saw is the person who voices oh what's the evil wizard's brother's name starts with an r i don't know who you're talking about and dragonlance the series oh. there was the there was the oh you're talking about raceland raceland yes yes and his brother cameron or something yes. like that it's perfect the voicing is perfect now it's Kiefer Sutherland. oh okay. <laughs> so i'll I, act like i know who that is as i quickly google search him uh remember the tv show 24 hours i never watched it someone he basically went into a deep insane spiral like charlie sheen doing a lot of coke and getting in a lot of trouble i think he's better now i always liked him as an actor yeah i'm looking through his movies i uh don't think i've seen any of them i've heard of them you've never seen young guns come on i no, nope, never seen it no. uh flatliners haven't seen lost boys haven't seen <gasps> survivor haven't seen you haven't seen lost boys dude lost boys was like a momentous movie it came out age. five years before i was born i don't know what you want from me hate you <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean what, what was that like late college for you shut up no i think it was still high school maybe when did it come out uh 1987 yeah it was a junior oh hey he was in three musketeers i don't know who he played yeah but so was uh what's his name that played robin in uh, batman and robin um o'donnell i have seen the three musketeers because uh tim curry is the best and that's all i remember from that movie he is uh but we're already progressing <laughs> all right let's uh let's move on Chris, uh, we don't have a new release to talk about today. Uh, instead, we're just going to talk about some of the fun news coming out uh, around the time that we're recording this, and then we'll jump in and talk about a little bit more about The Ranger. We just released uh, the deep dive on The Ranger, uh, w- uh, which covered it from original Dungeons & Dragons all the way up to 5th edition, um, and we could see that no one can ever agree on what The Ranger looks like. So wait, wait, before we get going, um, why don't we have anything new coming out? Why? why what do you... Slacker. I mean, come on. I, I'm the, you're the creative genius. I, uh, well, next month. We I bring will, you coffee. We will. Uh, next month, we should have more to talk about uh, in regards to what Dumpstead has put out, um, which has, the holidays really screw up my, my planning, but the, the next part of the adventure for Ferrum um, uh, will be uh, released. So that will be exciting, and I can stop stressing about that. Yeah, yeah, you can. I mean, I did my part for that. That's fair. <laughs> Hey, it was maps. It it was it was wasn't that hard comparatively. All right. Uh, so the first thing uh, we can talk about, Chris. Uh, I'm sure you've heard about this. Um, the the internet is a fire. 
oh with with this decision. Um, so you know that there's the new uh, bulk pack uh, being released by Watsy for January 25th, I believe it is. For 169.95. Yeah, that's too rich for my blood for uh, three books and two of them that I already own and a DM screen, which I already own a DM screen. I do, but it's from one <laughs> I think that counts. <laughs> it's so big. It's two. You have to have two of them. There's so many tables and charts that you just well, use that's all just because Gygax was weird and wanted to have like as much like barriers between him and his players as possible, so then he wouldn't have to feel bad when he hurt them. He was yeah. also the one that would hide behind like file cabinets in another room and act like he was God. Oh yeah, we're off to see the wizard. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, the big three packs coming out. It's going to include um, Volo's guide to, to or no, sorry, it's Xanathar's guide to everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Tasha's cauldron of everything thrown yep. in there, which was just released a year ago. Um, and then there's going to be Morden Kanan's presents Monsters of the Multiverse. Okay, before we go any farther, why does Morden Kanan get two books yet? There hasn't been Bigby yet. Well, you know, actually, you were just complaining. The I was like, mm-hmm. it was it was two two episodes ago, and we're going over the Draconomicon where you're it like, was. how come you know we got Fizzband, we got Volos, how come we never get any like uh, love for Greyhawk? Chris, we have Tasha's Cauldron of Everything, we have Mordekainen's Monster of Tome of <laughs> Something, we have Mordekainen presents Monsters of the Multiverse. We you're have, missing my point, and you know it. <laughs> I, I'm purposely avoiding your point. And trying to trying to make you feel bad for saying something. Right. But still. I See, mean, we have Greyhawk reference. Now, they're never going to go back to that boring world and make a campaign uh, source book for well, it. Well, that's the whole thing. Well, no. Well, eh. well, that's part of the thing now where they're talking about segueing into uh, 6E, whatever that's going to look like. They're, you know, getting ready to release that, what, for the 50th anniversary? Yeah, actually, uh, it seems like there's been some kind of consensus on how we're going to talk about that. Uh, mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of, like, E50th or Edition 50. Uh, to celebrate like the 50th anniversary because that's yes. also when they're going to do like 5.5, 6E, 5.25, whatever you want to call it. So they're going to call it E50? Well, they that's what 46 editions. Well, no, that's what everyone else is calling it is like E50th yeah. as in like the 50th anniversary edition. Yeah, see, my dog doesn't even agree. <laughs> One of the things that I read about what they're doing uh, when they neuter, I mean, adjust uh, this edition is making it so freaking generic that they're opening it up so that you can use multiple worlds and mm-hmm. that they may use multiple worlds. So maybe I'll get Greyhawk back and maybe you'll get Planescape. Uh, you never know. I don't think you're getting Greyhawk back. No. I, I mean, actually, just because of some of the things going on right now, to, they to made be up. fair. Out of all the old worlds, like, you know, like Kren from Dragonlance, there's Mistara, there's mm-hmm. Greyhawk, there's, um, I'm blanking on the other one I can't think of. It was, uh, second edition, Birthright, I can't remember what the world is. Uh, Earth is Greyhawk. Huh? See, mm-hmm. I know, I know Greyhawk lore. What's um, a Dark Sun? Ah, uh, Dark Sun? <laughs> shitty planet no one wants to live on i don't know is it dune from the planet or probably from the movie book dune yeah i can't remember what that one's called it's no it's like basically the planet mercury everything sucks and it's hot i think Um, that's mars but no they i think from you know i think they're giving themselves an opportunity 
to do this. Yeah. Uh, mainly so they can probably sell more books. But. I mean, I would love if they divorced lore a little bit more from mechanics. Uh, I mean, we also play Pathfinder 2e, which is like the lore of Galarian is like tied to a lot of Pathfinder 2e mechanical kind yeah. of things. And which is like, fine, like I can just ignore that or just be like merge it slightly into my own world. It's not a big deal. But I, I prefer it when it's a little bit more system neutral. Yeah, I'm never taking any of those like feats or lore bullshit that has to do i don't even i don't want to read that much i don't know enough about the pathfinder world shit i just figured out how spells work and i'm a six level wizard let's not go there <laughs> out of all of like the old school worlds i would like to see again i think mistaro would be really cool because mm. it's it's a hollow sphere and then there's a planet on the inside of the planet and yeah, like no know. one knows about the inner planet inside of this inside of mistaro it's where the lizard men live I think so. It's based on real life. Yeah, because there's uh, dinosaurs and stuff inside of it. Right? Told you. Yeah. We, it's not. Nothing's going to be named Big B because they hate Big B. We already have the name. Big names. B already has his hand in there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Anyways, moving on. So the new Morty's book. Yes, Mordecai presents Morty. Monsters of the Multiverse. You have to uh, say the full. It's a lot time. of words, um, and my mouth hurts. Uh, I think it's bullshit <laughs> i'm sorry uh, i'm trying to figure out a positive spin to put on it but really they're just rehashing all the same old crap well it's it's new stat blocks readjusting old monsters that maybe underperformed or overperformed for their cr uh they're fixing some of the spell casting stuff which i mean there's a lot of people that are annoyed uh by spellcasters because it's like here's everything they can do now go yeah. resource three other books to find all the spells that they can cast and it's like ah poop <laughs> in which in which case like 4e was great because everything that the monster could do was in the stat block they didn't just list a bunch of powers or spells that they had access to everything was in the stat block that you needed you didn't have to go uh reference some other thing which was great and then 5e went back to kind of like the 3e 2e 1e yep. things where it's like here's a long list of spells good luck well, enjoy flipping back and forth between books. Uh, so you're bitching because you're a DM. I <laughs> weird. I mean, I get it. They're prepping for the, again the new release coming mm -hmm. up. I mean, this is to get their feet wet. It's basically an unearthed arcana that I have to pay thirty bucks for. Uh, no, you have to pay one hundred and sixty-nine. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna wait till May seventeenth. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, that's like the big news is now we know when. Um, so before. Monsters of the Multiverse wasn't going to be able to be sold individually, for, and they never specified when you could buy it individually. Right. It was always going to be a three-pack, and they were like, yeah, eventually, later on in the year, you could buy it individually, because they're really pushing that three-pack for whatever reason. Because it was originally supposed to come out before Christmas, and it was going to be a Christmas gift. And yeah. then COVID hit, and everybody has supply. Well, I think COVID had already hit by the time. Right, but supply chain yeah. issues uh, got that pushed back. So. so May 17th is now the official date when you can buy Monsters of the Multiverse by the Itself, which is also weirdly enough the same day that i'll buy it because i don't feel like spending that much money for oh, two books i'm never going to use again yeah in a single book just so i can reference monster stat blocks it's just give me some new monsters you know i i, I did an article this week on monsters that fell by the wayside mm -hmm. uh you know that i wish would come back and it made me realize there are so many awesome monsters out there that oh, yeah. they could just change just how they don't even have to use their brains they can be like oh cool thought eater i have a stat block from 2e i can convert that and just do that and come up with i mean it this is the only edition that does not have a dedicated book that's another monster manual mm -hmm. i mean or fiend folio and don't tell me that volos and don't well, tell me, no. they have other shit i want to point out 
original Dungeons and Dragons did not have a monster manual or a monster manual too. Think about them. Shut up. Um, okay. So when we get into, let's start with well, editions. Actually, <laughs> actually, that does make a good point. Basic Dungeons and Dragons even had two different it creature did. catalogs. Mm-hmm. It now it's kind of a reprint with some new things added into the second one, but still, we can ignore that. I mean, one E had a monster manual two and a fiend folio. Two yep. uh, E, Jesus Christ. <laughs> You uh, there's all... about 30 uh, yeah. monster compendiums. Uh, if you can and then list all of thing. those uh, without looking them up, I will send you free stickers. Um, yeah, 3E had... Uh, 3E had four? Four, five, mo- five. Uh, monster manuals. Because mm-hmm. the fifth one came out, I believe, in 2007, right before 4E came out. Right. Um, and actually, the fifth one was very interesting. And this is going off on a side tangent thing. Because it wasn't just like a simple list of monsters. Instead, it was like here's a bunch of monsters here is some layers here's some adventuring ideas that you can do with these monsters maybe because they were running out of ideas for that fifth monster manual but they also had a fiend folio they had um a couple of other kind of monster books thrown in there and we have one monster manual we've got a shitload of other books and they have monsters in them but that's bullshit yeah i mean and four es three months had months uh, three monster manuals. Yeah, so. I mean, just give me a book full of new monsters. Yeah. And again, don't even bother using. Don't even bother working hard. But just Chris, go back and recycle. Why only have one person at the table buy the book when everyone at the table could buy the book? Huh? Huh? Or yeah, you could share it on D and D Beyond, which would lead into our next topic on D and D Beyond. Yeah, well, and that's and well, and also D and D Beyond's now why we know that it's released in May seventeen, which they released that information about a uh, a week before the uh, the bundle was mm-hmm. going to be available. Which yeah, like is D and D Beyond not having a good relationship with Watsy? I don't feel like they. They are. said in like mid December, yeah, we're going to release something uh, at the beginning of twenty twenty two. Well, technically, this is still the beginning of the year. It is twenty twenty two. That's kind of cutting it a little close. And also, like, you know, a couple of years back, all of the, uh, or like a year or so, two years ago, time means nothing uh, anymore. Nope. <laughs> um, where all of their, like, major people left, and it's just like, huh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Where do they all end up? Uh, they did a, uh, th- as far as I know, they ended up in a variety of places. I think some might have even been hired by Watsy, but I'm not 100% sure. So then, I didn't follow their careers that closely. So then when... Watsy comes out with their own D&D Beyond. We shouldn't be surprised to see their names on there. Yeah, I I mean, and there's a lot of people uh, who think like 50th edition and an edition 50th anniversary will um, be uh, also including Watsy's own virtual tabletop, which would might spell the end for D&D Beyond or like Watsy's VTT will have exclusive license to like 5.5e nonsense, mm-hmm. whereas D&D Beyond will only be 5e stuff. Yeah, I could see that happening. Um, and I mean, D&D Beyond itself, the people who own it, they also started their own kind of version for Pathfinder 2E, which is Pathfinder Infinite, I think it is. It is, yeah. I just, it, yeah, I, I wasn't... I, I mean, Paizo's nice enough to release all their rules for free because they don't feel like, you know, how rich you are should determine how much game you get to play or how much of their rules you get to have. And so, Whatever. <laughs> whereas 5E is like, oh, you got no money? Money makes the world go round. But yeah, they are getting a little they're getting a little too ridiculous on. Hey, let's just keep releasing books and see how many people are going to buy them. Now, they were doing it too because they were going broke. Um, yes. but well, you know. no, they didn't realize they were going broke until like the end of 2E and they're like, "Oh shit." Yeah, when they looked in the warehouse and were like, 
holy fuck, we have 50,000 books of, like, the same thing. Well, they didn't even look at their warehouse. At, uh, so the way their money works, you probably remember this because we mm-hmm. heard about this at Gen Con three years back, where oh, it's like goodness. they got paid for shipping books right. to a warehouse that another bookstore, I think it was, like, Borders owned. And so they didn't even have to worry about selling their own books. They didn't get paid if the book sold. They got paid if they shipped the book there. And so they were just constantly sending huge books. shipments yeah. of books to Borders Warehouse, and they were getting paid for it whereas borders wasn't making any money and then eventually borders was like yeah you guys have to stop and can you uh repay us for all the books you sent us no wonder borders is out of business <laughs> uh yeah so but now i mean i mean hasbro's understands if they're making money hand over fist i think they're actually making more money than magic now which is i, I would leave that it's gonna be close i mean they're both magic's on the way down and D is still on the way up it's crazy uh so yeah uh i don't know it'll be interesting to see what happens to D beyond in the future mm-hmm. i mean yeah if I they mean, do do their own virtual tabletop the other one you know the big ones roll 20 uh they'll survive yeah i mean, well, they do enough they would try to do their own thing for uh 4e but I don't, <laughs> but uh it was dungeon insider that that did the 4e thing and then um they lost their license and they like shut down and stuff and like right. they closed like 2014 2015 like very very soon after 5e came out and yeah so, but um, could you imagine how long that would take to look <laughs> uh, it's just so i guess i mean this is just another warning to people who buy digital like you don't actually own this uh, stuff you're nope. only getting a license you're only yep. paying a rental fee to access your stuff online yeah it's if weird, D huh? beyond goes away there there goes all your resources which would really suck if watsy does do like a virtual tabletop and they're like yeah D beyond you can have our srd but you can't do anything else <laughs> and then they like screwed over all their players um so i imagine if watsy comes out with their own virtual tabletop like they'll have to do something where it's like yeah if you link your D beyond account to us then we'll give you like you know, like the books you already bought for like maybe only like 10% of the actual cost or for free or something like that just to like entice people to come over. Just buy them for fuck's sake. Just, just buy the physical books so you can throw them at your players. I don't mean the books. I mean buy D&D Beyond. It's pretty fucking simple. It's not like they don't have the money to do it. The infrastructure is already there. Just buy and be like, great. I, I don't mean, have to worry about it anymore. Here the code might be a complete mess. Well, yeah. Because <laughs> every time Watsy puts out something new, and Watsy obviously doesn't talk to D&D Beyond, because D&D Beyond, uh, like a year ago, is like, yeah, we're no longer doing UA stuff because it's ridiculous. We can't program that in there. <laughs> well, they may have to provide a little port, but hey, yeah. you never know. Weird things have happened. I mean, uh, shit. Microsoft bought Blizzard two days ago. There's the... Oh, I do. You do not want to talk about it, but new Dungeons & Dragons movie is still... It's in production, but they're ending production. Oh, I thought they had finished uh, filming, mm-hmm. and now release has been like pushed back to like 2024. I don't think it's that far back. Is it not? I thought it was like April 2024. Look that up. I'm about to. Um, but... Yes, yeah, so it's Chris Pine lead is the is the lead. I know Michelle Rodriguez is in it, and supposedly from what I've seen, what they've shown from the set oh. pe- this pictures. Oh, that's right. It's March third, two thousand twenty-three. So it's it's I I got this date. But the most exciting part is it's released March third, which happens to be Your someone's birthday. birthday. And so if it stays March third, Chris, you and I, I'll buy you tickets. And we'll go see it first day in theaters. Oh God. <laughs> I'll buy the tickets and the popcorn. <gasps> I don't like popcorn. Twizzlers? I don't like licorice. Juju beets. Don't know what those are. Small, weird flavored gummy. You know, things I'll just bring Swedish fish. I'll just bring a huge bag of Swedish fish. I'll bring Swedish fish. There, I'll bring. I'll, yeah, I'll, but I'll, God, I'll you can't afford it. their Swedish fish. Yeah, yeah, you can barely afford their popcorn. 
I can't, but I'll get a I'll get my allowance from my wife that week. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm yes, sorry, for... Chris Pine. What's going on with him? I don't know what. I mean, I guess what is he going to be? Who the fuck knows? Like I said, Michelle Rodriguez has. Uh, they've released some uh, some pictures of her in costume. Looks pretty badass. Hugh Grant as the bad guy. Yeah, I I'm just not... I didn't realize Hugh Grant was the. Uh, I am actually having these images of Jeremy Irons. Oh, I'm British actor. Is like I haven't seen a huge amount of Hugh Grant movies. I can only imagine he's just like mumbling his way through like his lines and being apologetic while being like this evil overlord. Just like yeah, sometimes I just I just feel bad sometimes. Well, stab. He's cast an evil spell. He's gone. He's tried to go a little darker. He was, oh, he's tried to play like the badass guy. And what was that? Uh, I want to say it was, what's the guy that did oh, the movie Snatch and the movie The uh, the Gentleman? I can't remember his name. Anyways, he's started doing more of like, you know, less romantic comedy. is not a romantic comedy forever. I don't know. All I'm picturing doing is just channeling his inner Jeremy Irons and going so over the top that you have no way but not to love him. I'm surprised they don't have, like, Joe Manganiello in this, because isn't he, like, huge and, like... Like, he has, like, a relationship with um, at least Critical Role, who happens to have a relationship with uh, uh, Watsy, so... Dude, his character's canon in Avernus. Exactly! So he has a relationship... <laughs> I guess maybe he refuses to play anyone else except his character, uh, Archon the Cruel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Vin Diesel also talks about how he plays, which Joe Manganiello is like, I don't think he actually plays because I play with everyone in Hollywood and I've never played with Vin Diesel. Um, so that bromance is dead, I guess. I don't know. Uh, so Vin Diesel could also join, which would be fun. Yeah. What's her name, though? That uh, There's the... The woman that's from Daredevil, that she's been doing it. Uh, I can't remember her name. I don't watch superhero movies. I don't know what to tell you. It's not a movie. It was the Netflix series. I also don't watch the TV you shows should, for you superheroes. Should, the, the Daredevil is probably one of the best ones. It's weird. I don't like superhero movies, but I do like superhero fantasies like Dungeons yeah. and Dragons. And then who was the other woman that's been around forever that I can't remember her name? Oh, she's been on a bunch of like TV shows. A couple. Of movies. I'll think of it later, I'm sure. Are you talking about Deborah Ann Wool? That's the lady from Daredevil. Daredevil. She was also in uh, uh, True Blood, uh, which my wife loved uh, due to how campy it was. It took a little bit, but um, she was no, also no, she I also can't. did some D and D Watsy crossover stuff. She did. Yeah, she's. Uh, I think she's also doing like Champions of the Realm or whatever that mm -hmm. newest like PvP nonsenses. No, I can see her face and I can't think of what her name is. She's been, in, you know, she does. She's been in things like uh, she was in like the the Big Bang Theory. She does these little bit pieces in different things. Like no. she's a she's a character. I think she was in Star Trek: The Next Generation. I mean, fuck, I think of her name. Yeah. Well, I barely know the name Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. Damn, damn yeah. it. Vin. I want to say V Dizzle. Oh, uh, boy. V Schmizzle. Well, you look it up because I'm okay. out of ideas and I've Googled. Okay. And Google's so, out of ideas. Keep keep talking about um, something. Uh, well, if Hugh Grant eats every single scene like Jeremy Irons does, then the 2023 Dungeons and Dragons movie might be a contender for best Dungeons and Dragons movie. But. It's going to be real hard to beat Jeremy Irons. What are we talking about today? Well, uh... The and I'll, don't worry, I'll just scream it out when I... Felicia Day! 
Oh, Felicia Day. She was also in Supernatural. Yes, that was the other show. I couldn't remember. How dare you can hit? Yeah, she got uh, she got popular from uh, doing the web series that she started up. I can't remember what it's called. My dog agrees. Have fun gotten that out. Uh, I do like Felicia Day. Uh, That'd be interesting to see. She's in charge of Geek and Sundry, so I wonder if she's too busy with that to uh, do a movie role. I haven't really. I don't know if she's done much TV stuff, but also I don't watch TV. Let's continue on to our main subject today. Well, no, we still have to talk about Critical Role. I don't want to talk about Critical Role. I'll just I'll just go ahead and tell everyone the drama that's going on. I don't mind Critical Role. It's just, anyways. It's I, everywhere. I am looking forward to what you're going to speak the about. The animated TV show for Critical Role, uh, which was kickstarted, had a huge kickstarter. They made, like, millions uh, to, to fund it. largest kickstarter ever. Or was it ever for, like, a TV show, or is it ever? It was in some sort of classification. Yeah, I think there okay. was one more that was, there was, like, one or two that were buried. A smart that. watch that never paid off, and everyone's still upset about it, probably. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, they it was insanely a lot. It was like 12, 14 million, something. So they kickstarted this. It was huge. It was massive. It was millions of dollars. I asked my wife if she wanted to do it, and she's like, nah, everyone else is doing it. I'll just read the <laughs> rewards without the risk. But anyways, uh, the um, it got kickstarted, and then a second, uh, it got picked up by Amazon, who was uh-huh. like, yeah, if you do it on our shit, then we'll, we'll, we'll do a second season. We'll pay for it, all that fun stuff. You don't have to do another Kickstarter. Which is great. Unfortunately, they also kind of promised to the to their to the people who supported them on Kickstarter, hey, you'll get to watch the first season. You'll own it. It's yours to have. And nope. now it's locked behind Amazon Prime Video. And so now if you kickstarted it and you want to watch it, uh, you have to join Amazon Prime in order to watch it. Now you can do to be fair, you can do a 30-day free trial. Uh, and if you start it three days or no, it's like a day or two after it premieres, then you can watch all of the episodes so long as you watch those last three episodes on the day they release and uh you can watch all of them within the 30 days oh are they doing the whole they're not releasing it all at once no it's it's over four weeks and i think they're doing three episodes for each week which is i mean it's an interesting compromise based off of like one week per episode or release all the episodes at once but that doesn't really make anyone satisfied so it's like binging everything at once well but that's not what the tv companies want you to do they want no. you to keep coming back. Yeah. Uh, but who doesn't have Amazon Prime? Uh, there's a lot of people, <laughs> according to the Critical Role comment page. Um, and also, like, not everyone wants to support Jeff Bezos, the weird vampire thing. No, I trust me. If someone, if I was ordering something for Christmas and I could get it anywhere but Amazon, I did not give a shit if I had to pay $4 shipping charges. I would rather do that than pay that fucking weird guy. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's, that's all the drama there. Um, and, like, uh, I don't know that uh, as of the recording of this in the morning, uh, Critical Role has not really said anything in regards to that beyond letting people know it's an Amazon Prime free trial. Think, and that's the only way you can watch it. I want to say one of the actors re- tweeted saying, hey, just get 30 day free trial. Well, that's what kind of launched all this is like, the hell are you talking about? I kickstarted this. You guys promised we were going to get like we will get to own like a copy of it all. Yeah, we can we're not getting our DVD and I have to then buy a DVD player cuz nobody has DVD players anymore. Well, so that's 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 all the fun stuff going on. So that's exciting. Hooray uh, for that. So that's the latest news at least as far as we're concerned for Dungeons and Dragons and role playing game type stuff. Yeah, we'll need to come up with a cool little like uh, opening uh song for news uh i'll do the same thing that i did for the other noises you hear on this podcast which i'll go into mario paint composer and i'll make a song i take back my previous comment (laughs) 
Uh, we're going to talk about our latest release, which is our deep dive on the Ranger class, which mm-hmm. was uh, expand from original Dungeons and Dragons all the way to fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, it did not show up in any of the basic editions as far as we could find. Nope. Um, though there were a couple of mentions. It's like, hey, there's other types of fighters. If you want to play them, check out Advanced Dungeons and Dragons for the Ranger. Yeah, you so, know, if you want to use a bow and arrow. Yeah. The for- or- the forgotten ranged weapons. I mean, seriously, that, that's one of the reasons I like this was because it was use a bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to get up close and hit shit. Oh, I don't. In my NRPF2 campaign, I have a tendency to run away, but I'm a wizard, so that's okay. Yeah, you're supposed to run away. That's what you're there for. Mm-hmm. Hey, at least I don't have a D4 hit die like they used to in, you know, 1E. <laughs> Could you imagine rolling a 2 and being like, yay, I got, I'm, you know, I could have rolled a 1. <laughs> That's my hit points. Yeah. Well, I mean, and also, uh, to be fair, though, like, all damage was basically just a D6. So, I mean, a two would maybe see you. Yeah, but you didn't get cantrips. Well, and also, there were no rules about what happens when you hit zero hit points. And so, some people are like, yeah, you just fall unconscious. Other people are like, you die. Yeah, so what do you do when, like, you have to... So when it says you die for like 90% of your saving throws, whether it's a monster or poison or spell or boulder falling out of the sky, um, you die immediately. So now, you know, at least they're clear on that. It's not you go to zero hit points. I mean, that's what 5e says. You immediately go to zero hit points. Nope, there. Since we didn't say what zero is, you die. It really makes it easy to, when you're trying to get rid of some characters. It does. Um, yeah, you don't like that person at your table. Sorry, you failed that saving throw. No, I don't have to tell you what you had to hit. Uh, it's right here on my screen, and I'm lying. Uh, so, Ranger. Yes, not D4 hit dies. Uh, they <laughs> they have a D6, like every character did, unless mm-hmm. you did the special alternate system, in which case they have a D8. True. Like a fighter. Like a real like a real fighter. Yeah, and it gets better as the additions go on. What is it? Uh, is it 1E? Where are you? Uh, you get 2D8 at uh-huh. first level, which is very um, exciting. Past that, you just get a regular D8. Well, I mean... That's a blatant way to be like, okay, nobody really likes the ranger. We want you to play it. So you get you have the possibility of 16 hit points, which is what? <clears throat> Six more than a fighter? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because fighter said D10. But yeah, I, I think that brings in, like, as we were reading through this, I don't know if you noticed, but for me at least, like, I could definitely tell no one can agree throughout every edition nope. of Dungeons and Dragons what a ranger is supposed to be. Nope. They, it's strange because they obviously love the character concept yeah but they were like it's gonna be robin hood no it's not it's aragorn it's gonna be aragorn so he has a sword and not a bow no it's i mean they just kept running through all these different concepts and none of them agreed with each other so whoever got to write that edition was just like fuck it i'm gonna pick this one well i'm gonna say something really brave chris that might shock you did you like the ranger uh, uh no no that's not brave uh <laughs> well i guess that that is a brave choice uh to like the ranger in 5e but no what i'm gonna say is i think the ranger should go back to being a subclass of fighter and it should get spellcasting progression uh, from the druid spell list the same way that the Eldritch Knight gets spell progression from the wizard. And so then a fighter can be any type of person, bow, swordy, stabby, whatever you want to be. It's great at that. And then when you do the subclass, you get the spells from a druid and then you're done. And then you don't have a ranger class. And then it's and then if someone wants to play a different type of ranger with no magic, great. They can just play a fighter. And they're done. See, I thought you were going to go somewhere else because I would actually have them 
be their own circle in Druid. I mean, there's no real... <laughs> it's a Druid fighter subclass. Yeah, pretty much. I, I, mean, I mean, that could also work. So you go Druid, and then you take like a subclass with like fighter... Or, no, so the same way that uh, Eldritch Knight for the fighter has spells from Wizard, instead the Druid Ranger circle whatever nonsense would have martial archetypes yep. for the battle master yeah. fighter that's that hey, i thought that's where you're going I, I i mean we could take both of those ideas and like run with it and piss off everyone else and their idea of what a ranger is well i, I like the ranger i mean i do i, I it's except I, and i'm one of those people that has to me a ranger is someone that has a longbow and shoots shit from really far away versus a coward no, he still has a sword, but I mean, after a while, going pew pew with magic missiles, boring. Um, uh-huh. You know, the only downside was, I mean, seriously, in one e, you had to keep track of your arrows because mm-hmm. the the DM would just be like, "Oh, and that was me." And you're like, "I'm sorry, how many arrows did you have left?" Oh, uh, eight. I'm like, "No, I've been keeping track because Gygax told me to, so I did." <laughs> uh, in fact, the last arrow you fired wasn't real, and uh, unfortunately for cheating, your character died. Yeah. The monster just looked down and was like, what, what are you doing? You're like plucking the bowstring. Nothing's happening. You're an idiot. Um, he's not directly in front of you. Right. Uh, so your idea of a ranger is a longbow hiding in the back away from danger. Yeah, with a cloak and the hood on his head. And that's pretty okay. much it. So an edgelord ranger got it. Yep. Uh, oh, really? Aragorn's not a fucking edgelord? <laughs> you see, Aragorn's kind of like my idea of the ranger where like no spellcasting progression. He just has a sword and he fucks shit up. Yeah. Oh, and he's a king. Um... Well, yeah. I mean, that helps. Uh, well, he took like a prestige class or something in 3E and yeah. took king prestige class. Oh, and elves like him. Isn't that important? Yeah. So, like, I mean, well, and also it's like he can do stuff with like a herbalism kit. Like, you know, like he, he, he understands nature and things like that. That feels like a ranger to me. And so, like, there's even a disconnect at this table. So Chris. they basically took a fighter and a druid, smushed them together, and came up with a ranger. Yes. And it's weird because, you know, and that's something we should have looked at. When did the Druid become its own class, and when uh, did the Ranger become its own well, class? Well, we did. I don't want to look the... back at the Druid. It uh, hurts I think the me. Druid was the same. Uh, was also OD. I'm about to pull it up. It I'm hurts late. my soul. Yep, came out in OD and D. It's a subclass of the Cleric. It's probably the same time that the Ranger. Or no, right. But when did they diverge and each become their own class? When were they no longer subclasses? Two uh, E at the same time, I think. See. At that um, point there, they're like, fuck, we need more classes. Yeah. Uh, Druid came out in Greyhawk Supplement in 1975. Mm-hmm. And the Ranger came out in the Strategic Review, Volume 1, Number 2, in summer of 1975. Mm-hmm. I don't know when Greyhawk came out in 19... 19- yeah. No. And it was... It, it, I get them as subclasses, but then as their own class in 2E, I don't know. It... it pff, I don't know. Uh, should they revert back? I would think that a druid would be a good subclass of a cleric and i could get along with you know the ranger being a subclass of the fighter it makes sense i mean but that's not gonna happen because i mean shit look at spellcasters don't even get me started on the fucking sorcerer and warlock hey i'd love i like the warlock It's the most interesting way to build a character in D&D because it's more than just three decisions that you make at the start of the game and then it never changes. Well, well, that's something else from, uh, you know, we were talking earlier about the whole 6E thing coming out, getting rid of alignments, and they're talking now about having it being a fluctuating thing, which is important, but that's a whole other issue. And let's go back to the Ranger because I could go off on a tangent on that and the Warlock for quite a while. So, the Ranger. Oh, so... 
well we have we have a general idea like um the ranger and if you haven't read it basically what happens the ranger appears <laughs> no one agrees there's dozens there's like over 30 articles on dragon magazine providing different oh, viewpoints Jesus of Christ. what the ranger could be alternate rules different variant sets uh for the ranger across the editions and even fifth edition had the ranger and then we didn't talk about this in the article just because we only look at official sources. <laughs> yeah, there's there's also UA Ranger mm-hmm. uh, that came out. There's alternate rules in Tasha's Cauldron of Everything that had different rules for the Ranger. Like, it has been a long slog for that poor poor class uh, who has such a weird identity surrounding it. Yeah, I, I like Rangers. I actually thought about playing one um, in our campaign now. I'm not. I'm playing a fucking wizard. All right. But still, there's a lot of hate dropped on the the ranger. And I, I understand why people don't like it. But is their dislike of it more of a confusion on what it's supposed to be? And therefore, they're scared of the unknown. So they hate it like everything else in the world. Well, and like the mechanics don't line up with what your idea of a ranger is. Yeah, but you can... It's D&D. Talk to your DM. I'm sure they will if you are nice enough to the guy. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. Is it, is there a preferred edition of the Ranger that you liked? Kind of like the concept of what they were doing with the mechanics the most? Not really. Uh, 2E was good. 5E actually solves a lot of problems by simplifying it. Yeah. yeah um, unfortunately, the way 5E solves problems is just by hand-waving it. It's like, you can never get lost. All right, now we don't have to worry about uh, yeah. you're being good at exploration. Because yeah, you can like, never get lost. What? They have six charts in 1e for tracking percentages nah you just don't get lost i'm you like see, okay <laughs> oh um you see that's why you don't like it is because there's too many tables not enough tables <laughs> not enough tables not even in the one dragon magazine that had like 30 tables for all the different skills that a ranger should have and like you would roll a d100 and compare your level oh, no, to like, I like what tables. percentage tables that's why i like 1e tables are awesome so yeah i I don't think the ranger deserves the hate it gets. I understand why people are confused on what a ranger should be because I think D&D as a whole is confused on what a ranger should be, but that's part of the beauty of the game. You make it what you want. I yeah. mean, well, I I think another problem is like are they hunters? Like people who go out hunt animals, bring them back to like sell their pelts and stuff, or are they defenders of nature and civilization from horrific beings that would try to corrupt it? And so there's like this dividing line between are they more civilized focused or are they more nature focused? Because if they're more nature focused, then they're not going to be just like big game hunter kind of things. Mm-hmm. Where a lot of people like that idea as well of the ranger who goes out, uh, sets traps to capture prey, sells pelts, kind of like um the like late 1700s 1800s with like the fur trade up in canada um you know like so lewis and clark yeah like lewis and clark like is that the type of ranger where he's going out there and like mapping uh what would become like the rest of the continental united states like what (laughs) there are so many ideas because ranger as a term is so nebulous yep um or you could be the lorax or you could be a lore. Well, I feel like that's a druid. Man, no. The Lorax. The Lorax doesn't even have the an axe. Despite his name. <laughs> the Lorax Ranger. Can I play one of those next? Do you think the Witcher is a type of ranger? Hmm. I mean, they kind of are loners. They travel kind of all over the place. They defeat monsters to protect society and civilization from them. I always pictured them more as a warlock that's not really a warlock. 
I mean, they are mutated. They have alchemical, herbalistic uh, things that the uh, drugs they take, which is like a druid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Druids are constantly taking drugs, as far as I know, popping shrooms. Yeah, I mean, what else are you going to do if you're wandering around the forest? <laughs> um, might as well. Uh, interesting question. Wait, you've actually watched The Witcher? I've watched season one. I'm on season two. I tried to play the games, but I hated the controls because I died from some weird things and I couldn't do anything about it. Well, three is actually, they solved a lot of those those issues. You but... see, I want to play Witcher 1, 2, and 3 uh, in that order, but I couldn't get past Witcher 1 because I hate the controls so much, so I never picked up yeah, the no. other two. I have three. Three is good. The, oh, I don't know. Good question. Which, by the way, Witcher 2 season 2, I think is m- much, much better. Well, it's in chronological order, which yeah, helps. Which helps a lot. So... I mean, it sounds like the Witcher might be a ranger. Could be. And yeah. so now you have another character is like, kind of a ranger, kind of not. Is this what some people think a ranger should be? But and then other people will be like, no, it's Aragorn. And it's nothing else. Well, and that's the thing, too. Aragorn. I mean, sorry, I keep saying Aragorn. Yeah. Uh, the, is... the dude from, uh, you know, like The Hobbit. Uh, I've got a lot of uhs today. Sorry, my mouth hurts. Uh, so oh. it's interesting because the I was actually, I'm guilty of doing that. In our very first campaign that we played with the group we've been playing now with for, God, a long time. Five years? Something like that. One of the, a person who had never played before played a ranger. Uh-huh. And, you know, I just come back. I hadn't played since, you know, the <laughs> 90s. You guys were so upset with him. He played a ranger that never used a bow. <laughs> ever. He had a rapier. He didn't need anything else. Right. And that used to drive me insane because, and you know what? I'm wrong. Looking back at it, I was wrong. He wanted to play the ranger that way let him i thought it was stupid i was always angry at him i'm like why are you running up and dying all the time you're not a tank he thought he was a tank and he was playing a ranger he played the ranger he had he d10 hit points he was fine yeah he... uh-huh um see my problem was he went dex based for the ranger with a rapier whereas obviously aragon is strength based and so he should have had a long sword oh boy but who am i to say that he has to have a bow uh, Chris, I think that's who you are. Probably. Old man who yells at Sky. I just like to think of myself as Robin Hood. So yeah, so yeah, I mean we we've had that disparity. Um, actually, I don't think we've had any other Rangers in our group. Uh, and then I had a Ranger in my Wednesday group that are in, and um, did you kill him? Uh, no, I did not. Her. Uh, but he kept changing like all throughout the entire thing so like he started out with some swords and then he got a longbow he used for a little bit then he got like a uh, a sword staff um that i homebrewed for him uh and then he went to firearms because he wanted to do you know firearms and so it's like this is a wide variety of different kind of ranger things for a little bit he was doing the Beastmaster where he had the bear but then he didn't really like that those type of rules and so then uh, he switched over to a different subclass and then switched over to Horizon Walker, which he stacked through for the rest of it. But then he started dipping into Rogue, and then I think he took some Nature Cleric stuff. So it was a confusing mess of Ranger to try and like fill like this idea of what the Ranger could be. Yeah, but that's the beauty of it. That's what D&D is. You can fuck around with it so much that you can really make it what you want. And yet people get upset when I try to kill them. I mean, they're characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in my case, both. Uh, you guys work so hard to <laughs> build the perfect ranger, and then I just come along and meteor swarm. Yeah, we kill your monsters all the time. That's don't, true. You don't try hard enough to protect them. And you really don't. You no. just let them go out there and get killed. There's a new monster I really want to try, and so if I could just let you kill these old ones, you get to try out against the new ones. And it's just a vicious cycle that keeps repeating, where I find new monsters 
I'm excited to play as. And then by the time you guys fight it, I find something else new to play with. And I want you guys to get there. Don't worry. I'm on to your... It only took, what, three years? But I'm on to your, your evil ways. What you do is... After we do a deep dive, you wait a week or two so that I've totally forgotten it, even though you know that all you have to do is wait about four minutes and I've already forgotten about stuff. Like a fish. And then you throw out this creature, and even if I could remember what it was, I probably wouldn't metagame it. Maybe no. mm. I'd make some rolls and be like, hey, what do I know about this thing that I already know? But at least I'd ask. Well, good. And then you throw it at us, and then halfway through, I'm like, you mother... You, this is we just did this i like, like deep dives uh-huh. they, they give me so many new monsters to think about <laughs> and just... throw into a campaign uh, luckily chris you don't you probably don't have to worry about a ranger monster coming out of nowhere to kill oh, you no it will just be like there'll be like three rangers with swords and four behind them with bows and we'll get killed by them that'll be yeah. great. And, well they'll all act differently and it'll be nice and unique it's like oh this one's two weapon fighting this one's a long sword this one's a rapier this one's a long bow short bow firearms does what we fought what a mana cord last week yeah and it took me a little while i'm like oh you <laughs> seem familiar i wonder where we where look, we encountered those before i'm looking now i'm just like i really don't want to fight a drago lich what about a fairy dragon i can deal with the fairy dragons <laughs> they don't actually want to eat you i'm like 90 percent of the monsters in the game so all right what about you favorite edition for ranger well i'm going to answer that in a different way chris all right do you like the ranger uh you see, I don't even really like the druid that much, but I really like the idea of a druid, but I never really ever want to play a druid. Um, you don't want to just become a bear and be o- OP at second level? See, shifting into an animal doesn't interest me in the least. I played a druid once. Uh, I did the wildfire druid, and all I did was just abuse my poor little like fire spirit I could summon <laughs> uh, using my wild, my wild shape stuff and just be like, all right, you jump into that trap. I don't care about you. Oh, you got hit. Uh, you'll be fine. So... <laughs> I'll make a new one. Yeah, I forgot about that. Basically, you're you have what's his name from Howl's Moving Castle, and he's not trapped in yeah, the fireplace. Yeah. I called him a fire mephit. It was great. Uh, though I'm gonna say my favorite ranger is probably the second edition ranger. Um, yeah. Not because the mechanics are great or anything like that, but because there is the complete ranger's handbook from 1993, which is just like a hundred plus pages of everything ranger, and none of it's new. And none of it's new. But also there's like uh like fifteen different like uh ranger kits or just kinda of like subclasses for them. Yeah. Uh that you could get for the ranger. So you could be like anything from uh let's see, there's Beastmaster, Explorer, Falconer, Feralin, Forest Runner, Giant Killer, Greenwood Ranger, Guardian, Justifer, uh Mountain Man, Pathfinder, Sea Ranger, Seeker, Stalker, and Warden. I really thought you were gonna delete that from the article when I wrote them all out. I'm like, there's so many of these, I'm writing them all out, and you know, I'm like, that's getting cut for <laughs> And I was like, hey, it's in there. No. Fuck, what I cut was the twenty dragon articles from three E oh, where God, they were dang. just arguing back and forth about I what know. a ranger should be. Yeah, I it uh yeah. I, I, out of those, I'm like, so you know, Okay, giant killers, you kill giants. Yep. That's actually, that goes back to 1E Ranger because that was one of the things that they could do. That was mm. their favorite, you know, they have a favorite class. It wasn't called favorite class, a favorite monster. It wasn't called that, but basically in the beginning, they just hated giants. Mm. And kobolds were giants. So, so were elves and I giants. Know. I know. So they just basically wanted to kill everything giant. So that, that plays back to them. Yeah. There's a couple other ones, you know. A Greenwood Ranger, if you want to be part tree. Okay, I can kind of get behind that. Um, it's Falconer, where I, 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 I'm like... You don't want a Falcon? I'm like, that's it! That 
You get a falcon. Okay. Can I uh, be friends with an animal and get a falcon anyways? Well, you could also be feral or one of the feralins, in which case you become a were creature. Yeah. All, they, they all of these make. I liked all of them except falconer. I'm like, <laughs> you get a falcon. Can't you get an animal anyways? Yeah, but this is. A I pick falcon. a falcon. Yeah, but this is a falcon. I falcon cry. I, falcon punch, Chris. I mean, I even like sea rangers more. I mean, can you a ranger? I wanted to play a sea ranger. I don't you, know. Tell you, I read that. I was like, oh, I want to play a sea yeah, ranger. I mean, so ranger. First thing that comes to mind: forest, woods, mountains. Running through them. Nope, I'm on a boat. <laughs> I'm on a boat. Uh, but. Well, actually, that's kind of fun because, like, every time I see like sea rangers or like uh, sea whatever, I'm always like, "That's interesting. I want to do that." Except in like video games, I hate going in water sections and like tabletop role playing games. I hate if I'm the player and I have to go into underwater sections. Like, no, I'm not going underwater. I refuse to swim across this. Me and my character, we're gonna walk our ass. You know, I don't care if it takes an extra month of us traveling. And um, we're you, walking. We're not swimming across this little pot. Do you not like swimming? Uh, Personally, is, is there a phobia in there somewhere? Well, I don't like beaches, but I blame that on the ocean being polluted with fish poop and uh, very sandy. Okay. Oh, God. Um, you're wrong. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure the ocean is full of fish poop. It's full of a lot of other stuff, too. Yeah, you know, dead water. animals. Yeah, I agree. That's fine. At least it cleans itself in like a stagnant pond where all the well, dead fish poop just sits there. I don't like there. ponds either because they have like gross, like slippery, muddy mucus brain-eating amoebas you see i don't like that either i grew up on the i grew up on the ocean so i love the ocean i need to i mean where how the hell did i end up in indiana where's the ocean i look forward to going back and just i don't even go in an hours off towards the east yeah and by the way anybody that tells me now that a great lake is just like the ocean should burn in hell because it's not i don't care that's rude at least mm-hmm. throw them in the Great Lake so that they have something to douse the flames with. Oh, okay, good. So, yeah, so uh, sea rangers, you like fish. Great. Um, yeah, although <laughs> I'm flipping through this now, <laughs> and I'm looking at the picture of the uh, from Dragon Magazine, number 225. Oh, the Shakir? You the have Shikari a samurai ranger. ranger. Uh, no, it's Indian it's... ranger called a Shikari. Then why is he dressed in samurai outfit? Oh, that's... Uh... No. semi-traditional there there's uh samurai is a little bit more wooden that has a more metal components into it um, you're reaching here in I'm the not... background someone's riding an elephant yeah they don't have elephants in in japan that's in india it's, <laughs> yeah uncultured swine i still don't think it works well i still, still think it's uh, I, I see where you're coming it's just ridiculous the whole it's thing's just, ridiculous yeah, it, it does look weird i mean just scroll down to the next picture where uh She's from the complete ranger's board. handbook yeah where there's a ranger she looks very nice uh like a princess uh, like a forest princess and she's riding a massive boar into battle with a is that a spear yeah, a that spear. wants to be it's like a lance spear a lance yeah okay See, so there's all sorts of ideas for what a ranger could be, Chris. You don't just have to be a longbow ranger. <laughs> all right, I didn't see this picture. Um, go down. There's a picture from Masters of the Wild in 2002 from Watsi of a ranger in a city leaning over a dog. Except the dog looks great until you get to its head. It's, like it's a photoshopped. It's like they took this dog and photoshopped the head. Well, if you dog. zoom in on the uh, the character portrait, if you look up. He has skulls for his uh, shoulder pads, uh, the side armors, and also uh, to like hold like the cloak or something. He has like little skulls there. I don't, I don't get it. 
<laughs> that's a different type of ranger chris uh that ranger is called dangerous and the type of person your mother told it, you not to hang out with yeah it's called like i'm the bum ranger and <laughs> well that's the urban ranger those rangers live inside of cities they don't go out into the forest where there's bugs and gross things they stay in the city where there's rats I can, and normal things like pollution i can get behind that ranger because nature is trying to kill me on a daily basis but they're on the same level as sea ranger well, now I'm trying to think, like, who would make, like, a good, like, what is an urban ranger in, like, pop culture? Like, what, what, what character are we looking there? Is that, like, any street lat- rat, like Aladdin? Would would he be, like, an urban ranger, or is that still just rogue? That's rogue. You'd have to go with, I think you'd have to go with some sort of pulpy TV police show where there's, you know, a detective that is in the city. I don't know. It'd have to be a good guy. Um, I'm trying to think. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of blinking on uh, ideas and like quickly Googling. I'm not really seeing anything. Um, weirdly enough, Ed, Ed and Eddie shows up, the cartoon. Oh, God. Really? Yeah. No, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess, I guess you that... think Rogue falls into most of those categories. Because you're yeah, but skulking I, around I guess this Dark is a Atlas. Rogue, though, with like a pet. Like a dangerous house cat. You can try a you or like mm. a giant rat, and so that 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 would be like a rogue with a giant rat as a friend. So actually, if you're a sea ranger, you could actually have a you, 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 could you give him a familiar, and you'd finally have a use for the seahorse or quipper. I mean, seriously, what are you going to do with a seahorse as your as your familiar? Carry it around in a bowl, and well, then no, you're then like, you get ah! a giant, throw it at him. <laughs> you get a giant seahorse. Didn't do what? Uh, well, it wraps its little tail around your enemy's throats and like suffocates them, or it, like nose at them and beats the shit out of them like a How dolphin. How often are you underwater? Well, you never because you're walking around. Well, I'm scared. So <laughs> if yeah. I'm the GM, I'm fine with water because I know what's under the waves. <laughs> and the quipper is my favorite one. Just little mini piranha thing that's like, nah, 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 and you're just holding it in your hand. You pluck it out of the bowl and throw it at something and run away. I mean, <laughs> I don't get it. Anyways, well, you load it into a crossbow and you just like shoot it out. <laughs> He's loaded. My biggest problem with the Rangers always been spellcasting ability. Okay, well, that's yes. why that's this is, this is your problem with everything is that they can cast spells. They can. Um, this is this is why you hate wizards. This is why I would make spells. them a well, yeah. No, I like wizards. Why I'd make them a subclass of the druid. If you want to give them a spellcasting ability, make them a part of a druid. But well, fighters don't get spells. Well, at least until five A or four E. Um, three had a uh, spellcasting fighters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Technically, paladins were a subclass of fighter in uh, OD and D one E. Yeah, but that's holy magic. And two E, and so they. Had it's spells. different when God does it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's. Oh, God, I'm looking around for lightning to strike me. Ah, it's so, not gonna happen. I'll protect you today. Yeah. So that's what the thing that's always bugged me, and I wish, and I get why they don't do it, but if you were gonna. If, Personally, if I was going to revamp the ranger and say that ranger is going to be its own class, we're not going to make it a subclass of fighter or druid, which I both think have legitimate claims to uh, to the ranger. Then, and this goes down the rabbit hole, you give them some of their ability. They have a herbalist kit that they can use as a badass and some sort of ability that ties into nature. Now, yeah, then the sea ranger's out the door. So is the urban ranger. Tough shit. But... <laughs> Well, spells. no, then you just make a rogue with, like, a druid subclass. 
Yeah, exactly. Or you just play Arcane Trickster. Mm, have spells and not worry about yeah, it. Yeah, just play an Arcane Trickster and ask your DM if instead you of using spells. wizard spells, you get access to the druid spells, which I think is a perfectly valid thing that you could do. Yeah. So I I just don't like them having spells. I don't think as, a, as part of the fighter subclass and then it being its own class, it makes no sense to me. It just doesn't. I'm like, well, why? What? Where are they getting their spells from? Aren't they practicing archery all the time or poking things with their rapier? It's our deep connection to the nature. Yeah, then you're a fucking druid. There's no pleasing you, Chris. I don't know. It's just always seemed well, weird to me. It, that seemed like a throw, and they were like, shit, we got to get somebody to play this class. Okay, spells. Yeah. Well, and then, like, as the additions continue, um, we make a joke of this on the deep dive where it's like, yeah, they just keep getting access to, like, higher and higher level spells. So, like, <laughs> originally it's up to second level, then it's third, then it's fourth. And now, fifth edition brings them up to fifth edition spells. So, if we just wait until, like, 10E for D&D, they're going to have ninth level spells. And we don't have to wait that long because maybe they will call it uh, E50 and then we skip 46 levels and <laughs> they'll be well, set. <laughs> oh, and then they'll have, like, 15th level spells while the wizard still only has ninth level spells. Yeah, pretty much. Perfect. Pretty much. Well, I don't know if you've gotten a chance to like read through the Pathfinder 2E Ranger and how they set it up. Um, so the way they have it set up is... Again, um, just figured out how to play a wizard. You could do uh, two-weapon fighting. You can do. Uh, you can go ahead and get an animal companion if you want to focus mm-hmm. on that. You could just do like one weapon. You could do range-type stuff. And if you want spells, then you can take specific feats that give you access not to like spell slots, but to what Pathfinder has are focus spells, which you can cast right. uh, for free, but then you have to take 10 minutes and regain that ability to cast it so it's it's kind of like a free resource for the day except it requires you to to spend some downtime to regain it so they're like once per encounter style spells or like once per encounter powers that were available in fourth edition um it's kind of like how the warlock gets back their spells on a short rest and so like does does like that limited magic make you feel better about the ranger having magic again i think magic's the wrong thing to give them what do you i don't know i don't know i mean you can't really give them i mean you give them an animal but i mean it, well then that's just the druid right right <laughs> a um, really bad druid you, you it's like okay you have a cooler familiar or you're a druid it's like eh. well actually in this edition the druid doesn't even get like a beast master thing nope. like there there is like one thing where you can summon a beast to hang out with you but then they leave within they a leave. couple of hours yeah, they're just like eh, this was fun which means you. druids just can't keep nature friends like all the nature friends are just like yeah he's fine for a little bit but i don't want to be with him like 24 7 he's a little weird about nature yeah whereas the ranger gets a companion forever until they die he's into nature just a bit too much i don't know how to solve the problem i don't think they're i think what people have to get ready for is no matter what happens with the ranger not everyone's gonna be happy with it and uh it's going to be up to the designer and what they think a ranger is going to be, and and that's the only people who are going to be happy. The designer is the only one that's happy with the ranger because they're the one that's designed it. Now, we do have the issue where the ranger is rather underpowered. And um, in fact, uh, 3E had this issue. We didn't get into it to the article for page space. But when 3rd edition was first released, we had a player's handbook in 2000. Page space or page space? Uh, to save on page space. Well, it's space. Save on wordage <laughs> on the website. You leave me alone. The wife already makes fun of me because I can't speak good. You got the pretty words, dude. Come on. <laughs> I'm trying. But anyways, uh, so 3rd edition Ranger came out uh, in 2000 in the player's handbook. 
and the uh, people called it over or like the designers were like this is overpowered and so when 3.5 edition came out it got nerfed out of it and so um, there's like a huge backlash about that and so it's like again it's like no one can agree how powerful the ranger should be what the ranger should look like what should the ranger even do Uh, should we force everyone to use a longbow if you play a ranger (laughs) come out of the womb you're a ranger you have a longbow and it's strange too because there's no hate for some of these other classes that are, I mean, go back to the warlock again, yeah. personal preference. It's not that you can build so incredibly overpowered th- classes from the warlock just, you know, by yeah. dipping into sorcerer or, you know, or you go paladin with a dip into uh, hexblade warlock and now you get to use charisma for your, all your damage. Yeah. I mean, the coffee lock is literally the most OP uh, build, no, in my opinion. keep saying that, but it's really not if you just pay attention to the rules. Yeah, well, It just that's means you get happens. to avoid taking long rest, which is like, whoop-de-doo, the elves get to take a long rest for four hours, and then they're done. You yeah. know, big deal. It's, but it, there's all this, I mean, there's so many, there's so many other things to be annoyed about, I think, in the game, that, like, the ranger just gets, like, it heaped upon the class over yeah. and over again, and it's been going on forever. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned like people don't have a problem with the warlock, and I think that's just because how the warlock is set up, where you get to kind of build your own warlock. If they did that for every class, people would be a lot happier, because then you could build the ranger how you wanted it to look for it, in which that might include, like, you have a ranger subclass for martial, you have a ranger subclass for uh, magic, and then you have a ranger subclass for an animal, and then you get that subclass, and now, the same way that like the warlock has like tome uh, or the the pact of the tome, pact of the blade, pact of the teddy bear or whatever it's called, <laughs> pet chain, pact pact of the chain. Yep. Like you get that, and then you also get some other additional goodies that you can add onto the ranger. And that's kind of a a very weak point of five e is that once you pick something, you're locked into that. And there's no way for you to differentiate yourself from someone else. There's no way to like customize your character without talking to a DM and being like, I really want to switch things up here. You are like, once you become a Gloomstalker Ranger, you are a Gloomstalker Ranger. Mm-hmm. And sure, you can get some feats. Maybe you're slightly different. Maybe you take the chef feat because you're a cook, but like, you're not that different from every other Gloomstalker Ranger out there. Whereas a Warlock, you have a wide variety of Eldritch Invocations, and so you get to kind of mix and match. And while, yes, your Warlock is kind of similar to other things, there might be a couple of other Warlocks that look close to you. Like, there is wider differentiation, and so everyone's happy with their Warlock because they got to pick what their Warlock was, whereas the Ranger is, you're this, and you can't do anything else. Well, the 5e does that for most everything. That's, yeah, it does. It's, it's, they looked at 3 and 3.5, and they went, Oh, never again. <laughs> and so then, you know, they said, we'll create Pathfinder. A bunch of people are like, we'll do that. And th- that is your Pathfinder speaking, by the way, about being able to custom create your stuff. And they do a great job at that. Also, I really like the idea of what you're saying for Ranger and, you know, doing it that way, you know, you know Marshall, ranged Animal, which was a little weird. Um, but I get what you're saying. I-, I-, I feel like you should do that and submit it. See what happens. Um, I'm too busy for that. I'm way too busy. I mean, really, <laughs> really busy with what? I, I, I'll take on something. What do you need me to do? Uh, you can write all my. No, no, I'm not gonna let you do that. See, <laughs> there's the crux of the problem. You can. You uh, could edit no, the audio. No, I'm not gonna let you edit yeah. the audio. Uh, you could. Nope. Nope. I'm. A, I'm too much of a control freak to let you do anything. Tell you what, you can clean my apartment for me while I work on the ranger. No, because <laughs> then you'll be sitting there yelling at me that I'm not doing it right. So forget it. <laughs> And it'll be cleaner than it's ever been clean in your entire life. But anyways, I'm a 50s housewife in my own home. Leave me alone. <laughs> well, 
so I, I i think what we come to the end of it all of this is uh never expect to like the ranger ever and if you happen to like the ranger in one edition it's never going to happen again so don't get comfortable i like the ranger i would play a ranger I just wouldn't set my <laughs> expectations very high. Uh, well, story time, uh, if this hasn't all been story time. Uh, I played a ranger. ranger. His name was Joof. Uh, he was a, a, a gnome. He had a little squirrel companion thing. Of course. Of course. Um, <laughs> I didn't yet get to third level because at the end of second level, my entire party abandoned me to some hobgoblins who then killed me and ate me. Really? They abandoned the gnome ranger with a squirrel companion named joof can't imagine why uh and i've seen you play your characters <laughs> we are playing through um tales of the yawning portal uh citadel of the sunless yep or the, of the sunless yeah keep or whatever or sunless keep of the <laughs> sunless citadel keep land thing one of those variations on those words mm-hmm. um and so like we were in a room and like we were all like all right we'll just ambush them here and they're like i was like oh shit because this is an adventures league it's like everyone else was playing spellcasters i was the only marshal i was like you guys you guys are going to back me up right and they're like yeah yeah we'll be there for you you just hold them off and so it's just like me getting like slammed by like five different hobgoblins and then they're just like one turn later they're like bye go we're gonna go, go. <laughs> Like, well, these these magic missiles do nothing. Run! I'm surrounded by hobgoblins, and they're just like, ah, you're fine. And it probably had nothing to do with how you play your characters, and they're so over the top annoying sometimes. Joof was wonderful. He uh-huh. talked to rats. He kept rats from eating us. Oh god! Oh. Uh, so yeah, for another time. that was uh, my my brief experience <laughs> for two levels as a ranger. Oh, I got to spend an entire campaign playing with a ranger that never once touched a longbow. I think he touched it once, and then he hissed back in fury and pain, like a vampire that touches a sunbeam. Mm, probably. <laughs> but he did. We had to put sticky notes on his computer for him to remember to uh, use <laughs> he Hunter's had so Mark. Many sticky notes. Well, he'd never played before, but we'll see. Hunter's Mark. What uh, else Horizon were... Walkers. Um, it oh, was. God. There were so many things that he could do, but he'd have to put the notes on there to remember to do them. Then you'd be like, he did it in the wrong order. <laughs> yeah. Well, he also had like round one notes and then round two. It was great. Thank you for joining me uh, today, Chris. Uh, I hope you learned a little bit more about life. I don't know. I'm not about any, the ranger. Not any dumber than when I came into the room, so I consider it a success. Well, we'll work on that. Gotcha. I'll just go upstairs and, I don't know, do something. Uh, before uh, we let you guys go, make sure you guys, uh, you know, uh, join, uh, you know, visit Dumpstat often. Um, we love having you on the website, dumpstatadventures.com. Um, if you have ideas for future deep dives, please let Chris or I know. Mm-hmm. Um, follow us on Twitter at uh, twitter.com slash stat underscore dump. You got it right. I did it. <laughs> uh, we also have a YouTube. This this podcast will also be on a YouTube, so make sure you follow us on YouTube. Um, and join us on our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumpstat. Yeah, because I'd like to keep doing this and not get yelled at for not having a job. Oh, perfect. And yeah, uh, if you support us um, at any of the tiers, you get access to uh, monsters every other week. You get access to printer-friendly documents that uh, in homebrew that we make on our website. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at higher tiers, you get more stuff. So like our $5 tiers also get access to our homebrew hoard, which has... Uh, Jeez, it's got really it's 500 like, things in there now. Yeah, it's, uh, and like there's over 300 monsters that I've made. That are in there, uh, a lot of magic items. And yeah, I made the magic items. Rules. You know, so he glosses over those. 
<laughs> and everything's in like nice little folders uh, for you to access. But yeah. um, ooh, speaking of which, one last thing. Pa- doing the Patreon thing made me think of it. Uh, the one shot coming up for our Patreon one shot coming up this month is my favorite, absolute favorite homebrew uh, adventure ever. Oh, Wild Sheep Chase by yes, uh, yeah, it's, uh, they're, it's by uh, Winghorn um, Winghorn Press. Yes, that's it. I'll I'll leave a link. Uh, he's done a lot of really cool stuff. I've run a couple of his one shots just to like start off adventures because it's like, well, they don't know what they want to do. I'm bringing up some new people. I'll go ahead and run through. Yeah, it's, um, he does great like get acclimated to the game kind of things. Mm-hmm. But by far, this is my favorite one. I might actually see if there's one to play because it's ah, enjoyable. Yeah, it's full already. Uh, Who's in there? uh bob i <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't know them but it's uh me yeah no but uh that should be a great one i'm yep. looking forward to that one so all right well steven say goodbye